You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, I read another passage that I think many Christians may not realize is actually in the Bible. I said yesterday about yesterday's passage, I don't know that many really understand that all that is in the Scriptures. I think the same thing about today's passage. But this is literally in the Scriptures. It's not some Old Testament random law. It's an actual Holy Spirit-breathed New Testament passage for the New Testament church. 1 Corinthians 6, 1-11 through When one of you has a grievance against another... Does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more, then, matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. This is the text that tells us clearly, crystal clear, It tells us clearly that believers are not to take one another to court. There are, in this passage, seven reasons why a believer taking another believer to court is so evil. Seven reasons why a believer taking another believer to court is so evil. Number one, it places trust in the world. We see that in verses one and two. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? So the saints are the ones that have, among other things, the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ. We have wisdom from above. We have all of these things, and we're placing our disputes into the hands of people who are literally, according to John, of their father the devil. They have not the Holy Spirit. They do not care about the scriptures. And here, here's the main one. They do not know what it means to resolve conflict. We are the ultimate people who understand conflict resolution. We've had the king of kings whom we've offended resolve conflict with us and give us the power to resolve it with one another. So it's, it's horribly evil when we place our conflict resolution needs into the hands of people who are unrighteous according to this passage and do not understand the, the, the God who saves and reconciles himself to sinners. They don't understand conflict resolution and we give them the most difficult of our cases. Number two, another reason why this is so evil. It makes the church 
appear incapable. Uh, Paul's arguing, isn't there someone that can handle this dispute? And, and obviously the answer to that, he's making a point, is yes, there are plenty of you that can handle this dispute. But it shows a watching world that believers don't have what it takes to, to um, reconcile with one another. The world needs to help them do that. What a horrible testimony about the power of the Spirit and about the power of Jesus Christ. We know reconciliation. We are capable. Let me say it this way. We are the most capable people. So when you have a dispute, go to every single Christian on the entire planet before you go to some unrighteous court who doesn't understand reconciliation from above. Number three, we all lose. Lawsuits are often thought about as uh, resulting in a winner and a loser. But when Christians go to law against one another, we all lose. I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between brothers, but brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. So when a believer takes another to court, he may actually win. She may actually win. But according to God, you've lost. And not just you've lost, we've all lost. What a horrible testimony. Number four, it shows where our true treasure is. Here's one of the reasons why this is so evil. Because when we take our conflicts to unbelieving people and we take them to external courts outside of the church, when we do that, it shows where our true treasure is. Paul says in verse 8, But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Why would, a, why would a person wrong and defraud a brother by taking them to court? Well, it's found in the previous verse. The reason they do that is because they do not want to suffer wrong. Paul asks the question, you have lawsuits with one another, it's already a defeat for you, why not rather suffer wrong? So here's what he's saying, it's better to be wronged by another brother than to be wronged by them and try to get your pound of flesh back. To be wronged by them and to go to the world and to say, hey, listen, now you take from my brother and give it to me because I was wronged. Paul is saying that when you do this, it, it's, it, it's showing that, that you don't want to be wrong. You cannot suffer wrong. And isn't the heart of the Christian life, the, the very first command, follow me, take up your cross and follow me. The first command is it's going to be hard for you. You suffer well. You trust me. And so for a Christian who, who gets so offended or, or loses something physical or loses something uh, of, of value or, or money, to go and take another believer to court and to ruin the testimony of Christ and the church, to do that shows where their heart at that time really is. They want their treasure here on earth rather than trusting God for what they've lost for him to pay it back in the future. I wonder if people who do this really understand what it means to take up your cross and follow Jesus. Can you be wronged and entrust that wrongdoing to the Lord who will repay, he says in Romans 12. So it shows where our treasure is. That's one of the reasons this type of act is so evil. Number five. We, as I'll piggyback on the last one, 
we do not know what it's like to share in the sufferings of Christ. To be wronged, to be hurt, to be offended, to be criticized, to be persecuted, is to share in the sufferings of Christ. And this is something that the apostles assumed was a good thing for Christians. It is good for us to experience a little tiny taste of the wrong he experienced. And that actually brings about joy because we identify with him. We commune with him. He is special to us because we know what he went through in some small way. And we miss out on that. And that is a great blessing that Christ has for the church. Suffering and identifying with him in order to commune even greater with him. We miss out on a gift that God has given us. Suffering is actually called in Peter a grace gift. And we totally miss out on something that God has for us in order to bring us closer to himself. Number six, we defraud our own. When you are wronged and you wrong back, you defraud another believer. What parent ever said to a child who said, well, the reason I hit them is because they hit me first. What Christian parent ever said, yeah, that's good logic, that's good thinking. We don't do that with our kids. Why do we do that with one another? Okay, you've defrauded me, I'm going to defraud you back. Paul doesn't say here, when you are wronged, you go to the world for them to make it right. He doesn't say that. He says, when you are wronged and you do that, you're actually wronging them in response. And the old saying goes, two wrongs do not make a right. You can argue that from this passage. Finally, final reason why Christians going to court against one another before an unrighteous group of people is because eternal separation from God could be in the future. When you do not know how to forgive, we can question whether you understand uh, forgiveness at all. We can actually question whether you've been forgiven by God at all. And you can see that in the teaching of our Lord Himself. Forgiven people forgive. Paul finishes this section by talking about the unrighteous, the people who would not enter the kingdom of God. And he's saying, you are putting your case before them. You are to be different. You were like them, but you've been changed. You've been washed. To continue on in lawsuits against other believers makes one wonder whether this person understands forgiveness at all. Have they relished in the forgiveness they've had from God? And do they have the ability to give that to other people? At the very least, can they at least go to the church for mediation and help so the church can seek to right the wrongs from both sides? That's what believers should be doing. So it's a horrible testimony when we go to the world, do not trust Christ, do not trust his spirit in the church. And my prayer is that this would help all of us, every single person listening, to be quick to resolve conflict, to be quick to let other people come in, other believers with the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, with the mind of Christ, to come and help us resolve conflict with one another. After all, we are going to be in a position where we judge angels. Can't we handle the things that are much, 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 much smaller? The answer is yes we can. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online 
at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.